another episode of the Consciously Thriving Podcast. Hello, we're so excited to be here for another episode and we have another special guest. I am so excited for this episode and this special guest has actually made an appearance on the podcast I believe like twice before back when it was the closet itself <laughs> so we're we're doing a new episode with Anna Gasol welcome Spanish queen hello hello yes. hi <laughs> Spanish queens I'm in the house <laughs> yay I'm so happy to be here again and to just have a beautiful juicy conversation with you beautiful queens Oh, I'm so excited just for like the new listeners and things like that who don't really know like what you do, what you're about. I'd love for you to just explain like what you do on this side of the Internet. Like what's your work in this world? Yeah, sure. So I'm a sacred feminine mentor for wombpreneurs and medicine women. And by that is that I work with the womb and the wisdom of the womb, the wisdom of pleasure and business together. And I believe that we are here in the planet to awaken our wombs and I believe in the rise of the feminine. So my work here is around that, is around women building legacies, getting wealthy, impacting the planet with their soul gifts and doing all of that in regards to their own sense of confidence and sacred sexuality. So that's what I'm all about. Oh, I love it. I got chills as I was listening to you. So Nadia and I have both also had the pleasure of working with Anna a couple of times. So we've done Mystic Priestess Awakening. I remember I did Mystic Priestess first and I was like, Nads, you have to, you have to. And then she did it as well. (laughs) And then I, then we both did together Pleasure Codes, which was a wild experience, which I'm sure that we're going to go deeper into that because the topic of today's episode We really wanted to keep it around sex, right? Everything sex. So we're so excited. We have some like questions prepared, obviously, like we're so prepared for it to like flow however it needs to. It's going to be like rapid style uh, fire sort of questions. So yeah, we just want to like, we just want to pick your brain and we're just going to dive into this topic. So I'm so excited. Firstly, I just want to say mystic priestess awakening literally changed my life so much (laughs) I was part of Anna's like first group program and to this day like I still go back on those modules like the feminine the masculine like honestly if you were someone who wants to connect to your womb on a really deep level (laughs) you want to reach out to Anna because this program is amazing especially Mm. for the women in business I mean I'm, I'm MPA is for everyone isn't it but um yes it really helps connecting to your room when it comes to business. So I just want to say that as well. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nadia. Honestly, it was my honor that you were part of the first round, the first group. It was so special to have you. Honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, good, oh, good. But um, yeah, let's let's go into it. Let's get into it. So okay, bring it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do this. Okay. So firstly, I wanted to. Start Start by actually exploring what sexual energy actually is and why it is so important that we, like every human in this world, actually starts connecting to that energy. Now, those of you listening, you might be like, Shills, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you saying what is that, what is sexual energy? But seriously, like I want to talk about like sexual energy from a spiritual lens and what that energy actually is, because we really haven't been taught this in mainstream society. So I love Anna's take on this. Literally, she's changed my life with how I experience my sexual energy now. So let's start there. What is sexual energy and why is it so important we actually nourish this connection? 
to our mm, sexual energy. I love, <laughs> I love this question so much. I'm having full body chills right now. So let's dive into this question. So sexual energy is creator energy, is life force energy. Sexual energy is the energy that everything is made of. So anything that is alive, it's made of this sexual energy. It's just life force. How I see sexual energy is this, it's a battery, is, is this Shakti energy that exists within all things and all beings. Every single cell, whether it is in a human or it is in a plant, is constantly dividing. So this pulse, this is orgasmic energy in the shape of impulses from, from nature. So just seeing it from that perspective already is seeing that is an energy that it is effervescent, is an energy that it is full of life and that wants growth and evolution. It wants forward movement because anything in nature that it is not growing, it's dying. So you want to be going forward. And, and this energy is the energy of expansion. And when we're connecting to this energy in a sexual, in a sexual sacred way, what we're doing is expanding our field, expanding our energy. And to me, sexual energy goes beyond a pleasure release or an orgasm. It's a way of being because we can always be experiencing this energy as long as we have a regulated nervous system and we can be present in the here and now. And then from that space, from being now and here is when we unlock more of the fullness of life. And this is the tantric way of living. Oh, I love that answer. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I love that you said it even goes beyond like an orgasm. It's not about that. And that's something that I really learned through like being in your space because I, that's how I treated sex. It's like you would just do sex. Like I would just have sex for the orgasm, not realizing that like the release kind of like it kind of sucked that life force energy out of me when I was approaching it from that mindset. So oh, I'm sure that we're going to like dive deeper into to that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I feel like, you know, a common, a common thing is to see that general mainstream sexuality is anchored in what we learn. And in our schools, we're not taught sacred sexuality. We're taught actually through porn. And porn is far from reality. Porn is a big distortion and it's actually a programming that has been delivered for free. And anything that it is for free, you have to watch out, right? Like in, in live TV is for free. Watch out. What is TV doing? It's programming us into like la 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 la, right? A scarcity mindset and all of that. So we have to be very mindful because sexual energy is the more most powerful energy that exists. Because you know we are born from an orgasm. We are so and how I like to share is, is through the through the lens of sacred geometry our womb space, whenever we're having an orgasm, it vibrates. And whenever we're receiving a seed, these, the egg and the seed together create an electromagnetic vortex. And this energy can be seen through the other side of the galaxy. And that's why we are so powerful when we are empowered in our sexuality. And that's why this energy has been siphoned from people. And we have not really been taught the sacredness of sexuality and the power for spiritual realization. When you connect with your partner in divine union, in sacred union, in this tantric way, 
it's completely different than when you have a quickie and there is nothing wrong, right? Like we all have had quickies and we love quickies now and then, right? Like, yeah, like quickie, but uh, you know, like the magic that you can get to experience when you learn the recirculation of sexual energy through your chakras, through your body, and when you can access higher states of consciousness and full body orgasms, just with your own voltage, with your own energy, this is just like, insane because then you can channel this life force into your creations into your business into your art into your music into anything that you do and you charge your aura and your aura gets gets so filled with life force that anything that you desire you magnetize because you are in the now moment anchored into oneness into all that is because you are in a state of pleasure therefore you you're open to receive there's so much I want to say here, but I'm like trying to bite my tongue because I'm like, you've literally just touched on all of the questions that we've had. Like you've just sprinkled a little bit. So I love it because you're like picking up on what we're about to like get into. But of course, yeah, I, I love it. I'm like, Nadia, take it away, doll. Yeah, I was actually like in terms of like, as you just mentioned, receiving a little bit and a lot of the people that listen to our podcast like this podcast is very like it's it's honestly very broad like spirituality manifestation and all that but are you able to like expand and go like really deep in terms of receiving through manifestation with sexual energy yeah totally and I love this because uh this is really like so we are wired to go through life in this programmable matrix, quote unquote, to survive, right? So we are deeply in, in an inherent state of fight or flight in our nervous system. So our nervous system is constantly in kind of this survival mode. And that's why, for instance, modalities like breath work, meditation work so well, because what it's doing, it's activating our parasympathetic nervous system. It's activating that rest and digest, that safety mechanism, right? So whenever, depending where we are at in our nervous system, we're going to be open to receive the fullness of life or not, because you, you know how the universe works. If you're attached to something, not, not coming, it's not coming, right? So if you are in a state of survival, overwhelm, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do, 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 that's a masculine energy. And the feminine energy is the energy of receptivity. So in order for you to receive, especially if you are an entrepreneur in business, it's really important to have a balance between the masculine and the feminine, because you have to take the aligned actions, but also you have to surrender into being. So here's where pleasure plays such a big role, because it is through pleasure that you can regulate your nervous system on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, and you can entrain your nervous system to signal that you are safe. Hey, and you trigger your nervous system. I am safe. I am safe every time that your body receives pleasure. I see an orgasm like like a like it's this lightning bolt that restarts the nervous system, which is the the brain and the computer of the brain, and it restarts everything. And that's why in in French it's called little death. An orgasm it's called little death because it's literally your your brain just kind of like blows up for a moment, and that helps you come back to your organic blueprint of I'm safe, I'm okay. Because if your body is experiencing pleasure, that means that you're safe, that you're not under attack. So you can, you know, um, not mechanically, but like you can choose to commit to do practices with your own pleasure in a regular way. And that's also going to be 
opening and softening your nervous system so that you are able to receive everything. Because when you are in that state of survival and you're calling in, in the quantum field, there's limitless potentialities. Every now moment, everything is possible. And it is through pleasure that this is our highest life force. And if we are accessing our power of our intention in that moment of oneness, when you are with yourself or with a partner and you think about your manifestation as well, you literally open your vessel up to say, hey, this is what I want. I'm here and I'm open. And then it just happens and it can happen. We have a lot of examples of me doing unique practices and then opening my phone and receiving a client. I know that that same uh, happened with usuals, right? So I feel like that's uh, such a great example with many of us that we have been doing this work for a while that you see it. It, it is correlated when you are tapping into pleasure, play, joyfulness, you know that everything is possibility and you're in that aligned space. But when you are not in your pleasure, you're more grumpy. You're more like trying to grasp. So yeah, I definitely, nice. yeah. I, I so agree. I have that. I did have that experience when I was first in your world and I was like starting up my first like readings business and the way that it unfolded was like so magical, but it really was that practice of me being in that pleasure, being in my magnetism. And I was also like, just listening to you and something you said before was, you know, like, you know, we do quickies here and there, but like, you know, the power of actually grasping that. And I was just like, I can't even do a quickie anymore. Like now that I understand like the power of this and the intention, like the intention that you put into it. And when you like show up from that energy, I can no longer do quickies. I'm like, it's just not in me. Like I understand that a man is programmed differently and it's fine to like show up for them in that way. But like, I have like a boundary now. I'm like, okay, no more entering me when I'm not like fully prepped. And I know that's something that Anna always taught me (laughs) was 40 minutes, baby, spend 40 minutes on me. And then I'll like, but it's true. Like that's how long it literally takes for me and a woman to open up like women, girls, ladies. It takes 40 minutes for you to be like say prepped it. and ready, right? Say it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just saying, say it. Yeah, yeah. Prepped and ready to receive, right? So like, because so many people don't allow themselves that prep time. And that was like, there were so many, there's so much in that. There was, I, it took me a long time to even be able to like ask for that and be comfortable in asking for that and all of that. But I want to go back to something that you said which was, we were just talking about how sexual energy can help you manifest. And you were saying like, you know, you receive clients and I was just talking about the success of the readings business that kind of like blew up, right? So, oh my God, there are so many things. Cause you also mentioned the magnetism as well of sexual energy. And that's something else that I wanted to talk about because you talk like, we practice a lot of like sexual retention. Like I very rarely like just like orgasm anymore. And it actually helps me to experience like more orgasms that go deeper. Like I I can't even describe it. I try to like put it to words for people, but we've been so programmed in society to release, to release, to release. And I remember I have a friend who I was talking about this with, and this is when I first started practicing like sexual retention where you don't like orgasm, right? And you're very intentional when you do orgasm because as Anna explained, that orgasm energy is creation energy. So, you know, it's like, it's your life force energy. And I see it all the time now because my partner, you know, he doesn't really practice retention. So he like releases and I see the difference between his energy and like, he's all like sleepy, tired and he kind of like, you know, and I'm just like ready to like take on the world. I'm like, I have all of this energy. It's like my life 
<laughs> my life, like my life force is back. I can't describe it. So, and I, exp I try to explain that to people, but then they go, oh my God, like it like wigs them out. Cause they're like, oh, that would feel so frustrating. Like not being able to like, but it's just because you don't know how to recirculate your energy. And for me, I, it was, was because I wasn't comfortable in that energy. So I was talking to a friend about it and then she started practicing it. And at the start, it can be difficult because you're reprogramming yourself to like train a different thing. But I remember when she started practicing it for a while, she noticed that she would just stand there and people would like drawn, they were just drawn to her aura. And they were just like, there was just something about her that everyone just kept wanting to like be a part of. And she like messaged me and she's like, what the hell is this sorcery? <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> sorcery I love, I love that it really it really is like that it's like when you have a really magnetic aura it means that your aura is charged so the aura can be felt mm -hmm. meters away right it's it's something that codifies your reality and and when you go with your aura that is so big and so charged because you create and when we're talking about recirculating sexual energy what we're talking about is like if you imagine the sacred chakra, there's two directions that it can go, right? It can go outwards. And when the energy, the sexual energy goes outwards, the sacral chakra for men is ejaculation. For women, it feels like, you know, an orgasm, but there is different qualities of orgasms, right? And I feel like it's important to mention that, you know, when you have like a clitoral stimulating orgasm, that it's kind of like a quickie vibrator, and then it blow up the fuses and it goes out that normally and sometimes it gives sensitivity and you cannot continue stimulating yourself that's when you have released energy and then instead what Shule was saying about whenever you're almost reaching the climate you go into edging so you breathe and you you focus on your third eye and you raise your energy upwards and you anchor your energy which is like create a loop around your body through this microcosmic orbit and you do that for yourself. And that's the thing that actually creates a vortex of energy. It's actually metaphysics, but it's actually like literally like science. So whenever you get to create this circuitry and, and then when you have it for yourself and you practice with yourself and then you bring it with your partner, you both can create this circuitry. But of course, it's so important that the partner also is practicing by himself and practicing semen retention because that's when they get really, really deep mastery because then they can learn to ride the waves of your energy with you and you can reach higher sets of consciousness and travel through the astral planes together. So that's also like uh, really, really magical. But if you are doing it alone, like I've been celibate for two, two and a half years almost, wow. and I've never been as sexually active that I've been like I've started to date this summer but it not much happened so I feel like I I now have a different kind of energy I go to and I live in the mountains right but when I go to the city that I see a lot of people like everyone stares at me there is a certain kind of presence that you acquire because it's it's a sense of self and it's a sense of confidence because when you are a pleasured woman you know your worth, you know what feels pleasurable and you know what doesn't. And then it's when we enter into, I know I have my queen energy. These are my boundaries and I stand because I care for my pleasure. And something that you said earlier, right? I no longer allow for someone to enter me when I'm not ready. This is so important because we have been programmed to people, please. We have been programmed to, oh yeah, say it's okay. No, it's not okay. 
right? Like it's not okay. If you're not feeling it, how are you allowing someone to enter your temple if you don't have an emotional connection? Don't make it so easy. And I feel like as women, we have been programmed and we made it so easy for men to enter our temples without really putting much effort. And literally, it's not up to them. It's really up to us to speak our desires. So I'm not blaming men for that, but I'm saying women, it's about time that you say and reclaim that you actually physiologically need at least 40 minutes or an hour to warm up. And when you do that for yourself, you're not going to tolerate less. And sex just feels way better <laughs> when you're actually like warmed up and ready. Like it's just way better. <laughs> Isn't it? I, it's a win-win. I just love that you also mentioned like the importance of communication, like for women to actually take back their power, because that's something I always did as well. I would sit there and I would like blame my partner yes. for not knowing what I wanted. And I'd sit there and just be like, he just doesn't know me. He just doesn't know me, right? He's just, he doesn't know what I wanted. But it's like in my head, I was thinking about what I wanted. It was so funny because it was like a bit of both. It was like a part of me not knowing what I wanted and then me projecting that frustration out onto him because I would never like self-pleasure. I would never spend time with yeah. myself. I didn't even know like, yeah, I didn't know what felt good. And I was also really numb down there as well. So, yeah. Yeah, did you experience that now? It's like the numbness. Yeah, I had the same thing with you. Like I remember what going through MPA and like learning about this book for the first time and then realizing like we had like, you know, okay, there's the one thing of not communicating with my partner what I enjoy, but the second part is I don't really know what I enjoy, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think like a big part of that as well has come from being in long-term relationships and women that also have this. It's so easy to um, like forget forget right and like you get very complacent and used to the sex life in a long-term relationship that yeah it's like I actually what I wanted I love that you mentioned that because yeah we've been in Laddie has been in like an 11-year relationship going on 12 this year I what is that right no <laughs> oh <laughs> wait you're 11 you're going on to 11 all right I'm a year <laughs> off I can help a year off a year off all right and then I'm going on to 10 years this year so it is a long time and then you do get together when you're younger as well so it's like you have always kind of done something the same way and I know it was like the biggest initiation to then start to like ask for what I wanted in the bedroom and then like reclaiming like my sexual power reclaiming my pleasure so I really really love that you you mentioned that like the importance of women actually communicating desires in the bedroom instead of like blaming it on the man for not knowing what they want I I feel so strongly about this because I I myself I was in relationship for seven and a half years so I know exactly what you're talking about on the typical things that we end up doing they know how to please you you know how to please them and then it becomes this kind of like habit or routine. But then it's, you know, when you go beyond and then you are like, okay, I'm learning about new things. I'm, I'm getting to know myself, right? It Things shift because this is something I always say. <clears throat> this is something I always say. It's like, how can you take yourself 
how how are you expecting someone to take you there if you haven't taken yourself there and i used to blame my partners as well i would used to be oh they're they don't really oh they don't know like okay and then it would be like and i would end up not desiring sex because i was like mm, nah that's okay and then you said it many times you already said no and then it's like okay maybe now i have to say yes and then you kind of enter this loop and I'm seeing your smiles because, you know, like it's it's so normal for all of us. But it's important for us women to know that we in the relationship, if you are in a relationship and you are a woman and a man and you are primarily feminine in, in your as a woman and primarily masculine in, as a man outside the relationship, the man is the one that is leading the relationship. But in the bedroom is the woman. So the woman is the sex priestess. The woman is the initiatress. And we have forgotten that. We are the ones pacing them. But we have been taught to be open and to be just like a doll, a, a back, uh, kind of like, you know, like jerking off back. I don't know how you call it, but you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, like make love to me. Yeah. I'm a starfish. I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and then I open. I'm not really feeling it. Ah, ah, and I fake a little bit. We all have fake. Tell me the truth. I have fake. Don't lie to us. Don't yeah. lie to us. We know that you fake your orgasms, and it's about time to say, "Fuck no! I'm no longer gonna fake something because I'm not acting in integrity, and I'm making him believe that he's living up to certain standards, but he's not." Mm-hmm. And then you feel bad because you don't know how to express your desires, and then you feel bad for them because you love them so much and you want for them to perform and to say, "Oh yeah, you did so well." But no, you are the queen. You are the prize. He's the Mm -hmm. prize as well. Yes. But you are the freaking prize. You are the portal of creation. Your womb is the the portal where a new download can, a new soul can be downloaded. So it's like women stop, stop opening your portal when you're not ready. Being penetrated when you're not ready, dysregulates your nervous system. And it, it anchors you into this kind of like fight or flight because you're not tending to your own boundaries therefore you're closing up your energy field and then you're closing to receive the abundance the abundance of life because this life it's meant to be experienced with abundance with love with pleasure with having mind-blowing orgasms with living our best life but we have been programmed to to live in a matrix that there is not an abundance of money there is not an abundance of fulfillment there is not an abundance of pleasure if you say that you pleasure yourself you're a perverted you're like blah 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 it's like there is so much shame around that so it's it's about time that we reclaim our pleasure I love that I love that um honestly and I know we've like touched a little bit on this throughout um then the next question that I'm going to ask but something I wanted to ask and I wanted to kind of like touch on something that we spoke about in MPA so we you've mentioned like some of the things that society does that lowers our sexual energy and obviously you've gone through the experience of like guiding quite a few women through this work and I wanted to ask you like maybe like one or two things that you see like if it's society or you see that happens with women that actually lowers their sexual energy a lot and something also I'd love for you to touch on is because I know a lot of women use them and I was like completely gobsmacked when I went through MPA and I learned this but the use the use of condoms and you had a really good explanation in MPA because I was using them of how this can interfere with like the sexual energy and like what it can do and I'm obviously not going to take that away from you but yeah if you because that's a long question but like going into a little bit of um how our libido can be like dropped through some of the things like how it can affect us 
sexual energy, like through some of the things that society does, as well as what using condoms can do to affect that. Yes, totally. I love that question. And I feel like just to start off, I feel like there is nothing per se wrong on using condoms. Actually, it's a safety mechanism unless you have like, you know, if you track your cycle, if you are very aware, you can follow like the fertility awareness method in which you know exactly where you're at in your cycle. You measure your body temperature. You know when you have released your egg, right? And there's different parameters like body temperature, your mucus, the fluid. Uh, your vaginal fluid to know when you're fertile and when the fertile window is, right? So this is something really important because as women, we have been um, told that we are fertile almost the whole the whole cycle and that we can get pregnant all the time so that you have to pop a pill. And if you are not in birth control, like that's like, it's the end of the world. But this has been this disempowering women because actually the pill is can, can, cancer prone. So it's cancerous. It's it, it has can see carcinogens. So it's really an uh it's really something that unplugs our hormonal innate hormonal endocrine system and it what it it fakes a cycle but the bleeds that we have don't do not come from a normal cycle do not come from an, an ovulation therefore the health of the bodies of women also shift when we take this uh, the birth control right so that's to say right like birth control really fucks up our hormones and it doesn't allow to really for us to cycle with Gaia with the earth and with the different seasons and with the different hormonal changes because we're wired that way and most women feel disempowered because it's like of course I don't want to I don't want to get pregnant and I get it like I get it but it's a responsibility to learn about where we are at in their cycle, measure, you know, your fertility. And if you are in a committed relationship, right, then, you know, you can be, if you wouldn't mind, if it wouldn't be the end of the world to get pregnant, quote unquote, right, maybe you don't want it, but you know that you're in a committed relationship, you know that you're tracking your cycle in that way, then you can, you can not use uh, condoms because then energetically it's so different, right? It, it really feels so different. And what I would say on, on that, if you are not in a committed relationship, I would always be very mindful, right? Because then I would not like to exchange my fluids with someone that I'm not in a deep emotional connection with, even though I had plenty of sexual exploration and one night stands. And after being in relationship, I had like uh, crazy years in Amsterdam where I dated and I had like here and there, right? Like, so you know, I'm not a saint, but right now I wouldn't do that because I know that our energies intertwine with the person that we connect, our auras, and we create energetic cords when we connect sexually with someone, right? So I feel like, you know, condoms kind of like create a little barrier for that. And what I would say to the other part of the question of like, what happens with our libido? I feel like for us, especially for women, our libido, our libido is so tied into how we feel about ourselves. If we are so much in our minds, we're not going to feel that we want it. But if we are in our bodies, that's why sensual embodiment and dance is so precious because you drop into the body, you drop into the senses, and then it's it, it will enhance. You're going to feel a lot more sexually active and sexually desiring. So you know, if you are in a relationship and you don't feel like you're very alive, maybe you are very much in, in your mind, in your mind. It's really important to witness if you are in that over masculine or that over feminine, 
and then finding the balance and creating that for yourself because you shouldn't expect someone else to fulfill that your pleasure is your responsibility not your partners so that's that's also important to know because you are the one responsible to to get excited to get just for yourself even like i don't have a partner i have been celibate and I have the time of my life with myself. It never used to be like that. I used to only, um, you know, I would, and it would never really self-pleasure. I would always be in with my relationship. Okay, easy. And I would be, you know, with long-term relationship, it's easy. But then I would never have it for myself. And what I realized and what I've seen with working with women is that it's so important to do it for ourselves. You're not doing it to perform in the bedroom. You're not doing for anyone else, but you do it because you deserve to experience pleasure because you are a queen. Because the same way you deserve to experience the most amazing organic food and juicy, you deserve to experience love from yourself. You deserve to touch your body with so much reverence and so much love. And that's when we things shift because when you start treating yourself with love and you start to own your pleasure as a queen, you're unfuckwithable. Because you're not tolerating a no or a yes to things that you don't like because you are, you own who you are. And I feel like it's coming back to, to that. And then also to, to what decreases the libido, I would add it's like vibrators. Vibrators are something that it is mechanical and it's stimulating really, really fast. And what we want to see is that in, in Tantra, slow stimulation the slower you go in lovemaking the more you're going to enhance your orgasms and sometimes you can have a penetration that is so slow but you're going to feel so much because it's going to be like oh my god because you are so low that you enhance your sensitivity however if your partner is entering you like in and out in and out in and out it's like you're not going to feel it's, it's not as pleasurable you're not going to feel so orgasmic but men since they learn also sexuality from porn and we have never told them that they should slow down because we want it. And it's not that you cannot do it a little bit fast and wild and here and there, but it's a matter of really finding that presence before entering lovemaking to have an emotional connection with one another and then entering and, and, and moving slowly because they are going to have the tendency to go fast because for men, sexual energy is just like a firecracker. And for us women, it's just like a pot of boiling water. So we need to warm up those waters for 40 minutes to an hour. But when we are warm, we can keep going. And what tends to happen is that men, they are like a firework and they're ready to go. And if they are not controlling their own energy and you know semen retention or sexual energy recirculation, they're going to be very much of like, sometimes they, they're going to ejaculate too quickly. And then we are left like, hmm. That was just getting started and now you're done, right? And it kind of creates this loop that we don't want it, but it's important for us to do it for ourselves. You can practice with crystal crystal ones, with Yoni X, and then, you know, you can go into your own pleasure and then bring it with your partner. Oh, honestly, it just, it's just honestly, like we're going to go into that a little bit as well, like talking about the different like pleasure ways that you can do it. And I know you teach inside your program but yeah like honestly like it's one of these things like in terms of increasing libido and like when we like with the partners and stuff like that is I found like when I was like having sex and stuff like that and like the slowness of it like used to I don't know if you were like that as well Shuley like when we were first getting into a lot of this work like it was very fast sex <laughs> like really really fast sex and through a lot of like your practices 
that is allowed like and even like the warm-up and stuff it just makes it like feel better my nose is running sorry <laughs> it has allowed a lot of that so what I was going to ask you as well because I know you just mentioned them a little bit but like for the women who maybe they're not in a relationship or they want to or they yeah like they're not in a relationship or they're yeah. before you actually do that I do want to just add to what Anna was saying with sexual energy like once you go slow you actually feel it on a whole nother level and I was just laughing because obviously like I've been practicing doing that for a while now and literally my partner was like literally said to me there was once where he didn't even have to like touch me <laughs> and I was having an orgasm so yeah it was like literally just through like the energy and the anticipation like that is the type of pleasure and I don't know it shows you just how like strong and powerful this energy is as well so and that's what I love like I love like the the slowness and the like building up to it and it getting like yeah and it was like that now it's like for me it was very much like yeah kind of I it's like I had one goal I had a lot of shame around sex like I and I didn't even realize, like I said, I, I was in a loving relationship with a man that like treated me so well, you know? So in my head, I thought nothing was wrong. I thought that I was all good. Like, you know what I mean? So I didn't realize, cause we're not taught. I didn't realize how much was not regulated within me. I didn't realize how I was going into having sex with the, like wanting to like, wanting it to be over and then feeling a lot of shame afterwards, but not consciously, this, this was so subconscious. So in my head I was, and then I'd like shame myself. I'd be like, why don't you want to have sex? Like, you know, why don't you want this? So, and it was, it was just this cycle that I didn't know like why it was happening to me. So it's really like emotional as I listen now, cause I'm just like, holy shit. Like I fucking love having sex. You know, I love having sex with him and I love, I love it. I love like, I love having sex with myself as well. I'm just like, holy shit, the way that it's changed over time through actually like nourishing this connection and I might cry. So I'm going to let you take it away. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's true and like we're just like as you mentioned as well Anna like we're so used to like this very pornographic way of having sex and like this has been like this has honestly been so incredible to like go through your programs and learn so much about this because this like this topic alone has the ability to just change people's relationships like honestly like sex is such a big part of the relationships and this work is honestly amazing but as I was asking and I know Shelly's getting very emotional but um I'm actually crying like I'm actually I, like I'm feeling it I, I am I am also feeling it uh, like, like I don't know so what's strongly. happening I it's you know you, I, it's coming for me as well I'm just feeling it as well because it it's I know how emotional things can be because we haven't been shown how good it can be. You know, we haven't been shown by, by the matrix, how life can, how magical life can be that we can get to how we can be multimillionaires doing the things we love without, with integrity, with heart, we can have the, the partners of our life. We can have like a healed relationship with our families we can have the most amazing lovemaking, which is the connection between you and your partner and seeing your partner as God, the embodiment of the divine masculine. And then knowing that you didn't know how good it could get until it gets good. And then it gets better. 
And then, you know, you can reach higher levels. It's just like when you go to the gym, right? And I love giving this analogy when we're talking about the uniac and, and the strengthening the pelvic floor muscles. It's like, you don't know when you go to the gym, how strong a strong body feels. But when you go often and you train and you start to feel the energy that exudes from you from being strong or being fit in whichever sport, right? But you feel fit. This energy is like, whoa, I didn't know I could feel this good. Or maybe it's in regards to nutrition. You didn't know how good it could feel feeding yourself with love, right? And the same happens with sexuality. I feel like it's so emotional for a lot of us because we have allowed to for our temples to be entered when we were not ready. We have faked orgasms. We have, yes, like it's okay. But when you actually prioritize and take the time to love yourself up and get to know yourself and you know, and one of the things I always talk about is consent before entering and putting a tampon or your menstrual cup up, asking for consent with before entering your finger, asking for consent, are you ready to be entered, right? And taking the time to cup your yoni and be around your yoni and, you know, taking that devotion and that, you know, caressing your body and, and loving your body and, and not making it like an orgasm is the 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 result. And that's why I, inside of MPA, I would tell you, okay, now, in the next week, you can you are you can make love, but you cannot orgasm. It is forbidden. <laughs> and then it's like when the, when there is no pressure, then it's like wow, okay, we don't have to perform. We can drop the performance and we can be intimate with one another. And it's such a special, precious, you know, ceremony with with the divine, which is your partner, as a divine masculine. It's God. It's the embodiment of the masculine principle with his lingam, which is the yang energy is penetrating you. So it's God penetrating you. And it's you cracking open because you love him so much. Without, without love, the heart chakra is not open. And if the heart chakra is not flow, flowing between the two of you, you don't create this battery effect, which creates this vortex of energy. So that's why it's so important to make love with someone that you love not because you cannot have sex and quickies by all means do it it's your own growing curve but mm -hmm. when we're talking about accessing the sacred sexuality and this tantric path there has to be love to create this yeah. portal and this vortex mm, i love everything that you said i was just like having a little moment because i feel like you don't realize how far you like you've come until you do like that reflection and then like I was just really feeling everything that you said because I'm like we have we've been cut off from our source of power in just so many ways and when you find that source of power again it's emotional it's like holy fucking shit like I don't have to be miserable I get to enjoy my life I get to enjoy yeah. sex I get to enjoy myself like oh it's just on a so like on another level and like the ability of like what you actually can achieve in this life is just so like beyond what you ever thought was possible. So, oh, I love, I love everything that you just said there. It leaks in like sexual, uh, sexual energy and stuff like that. It just leaks so much into the rest of your life. It's not even just about sex, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and just, we always say that, right? How we do one thing is how we do everything. We do everything. Yeah. But that's the, that's the saying. And, and it, it really is. If you are open to receive pleasure from yourself, even if it's when you're putting your makeup or even if it's when you're washing your hair, right? Massaging your, your scalp and really like allowing yourself to feel the pleasure or when you're, uh, you know, oiling your body up and getting sensual with yourself because 
not because of performance, but because it feels so good, especially as women, when we move our hips and, and we get sensual with ourselves, looking each other, ourselves into the mirror and dancing sensually and allowing this archetype of the of women that has been so shamed, which is this wild woman, the seductress, this has been so shamed. And when we access her, we unlock so many codes in so many areas of our lives and businesses, because how we show up in our brands, in our businesses, is how we are also with ourselves. So if you see yourself as this powerful queen that you're here to do big things, your content will have that message reflected because this is your embodiment of like, hey, I matter, my pleasure matters, my boundaries matter. And then you're going to be able to also set up boundaries with clients, right? Not having fear of like pleasing everyone because you're no longer in that people pleasing mode, but also you're going to be owning that it is a privilege to work with you. You know that you have done so much work on yourself. You have invested in yourself so much. You know that then, you know, if you are a person of integrity, if you say who you say you are and you deliver, right? It's a privilege and it's owning that queen energy. And that's what also sexual energy helps us as women is to own that we're powerful, that we don't need anyone, that anyone is a plus, any new client is a plus, any partner is a plus, but we are already good with ourselves. And then we, we can create an ecosystem, a ripple effect of abundance in our lives. I love that. Like, honestly, this, this is something that's been coming up a lot is like, even through like the work of manifestation, it's like truly understanding like you're whole and complete without anything. And like all of these things are just massive amplifiers and things we get to experience. And that like comes back down to this work. Now, I like, I want to go back to my question, because I think like, this is something that so many women deal with. And I know like we we love to chat <laughs> and we will wrap up the episode very soon. But because this is just a topic. I'm a manifestor of- generator as well. Yeah. <laughs> three of us in three of us in the yeah. house. Um, but because so many women women deal with this, whether they're in a relationship or not, because we know that now, um, how we can increase libido. And you have some really, really amazing um tools and practices that you use obviously we won't go into all of them but maybe some of your like one or two practices or things that you can recommend to help women increase their libido totally I love that question and what I would say first of all it's not what you expect cycling with your bleed like with your inner seasons that's the first thing to increase libido Because when you are aware of your inner seasons, and by inner seasons, I mean that if you you don't know, uh, the cycle of the woman is 28 days, more or less. It depends on every case. And there's four different seasons that are divided by the different hormones, right? So there is the inner spring that uh, right after you're finishing your bleed, that's inner winter, then it's inner spring. In inner spring, the feel-good hormones are rising, which is the estrogen, Inner spring, inner summer is ovulation. You're feeling fertile. You're feeling amazing. So those two two seasons, you're going to be a lot more high in your libido. So when you know that, you know that if you are in your inner autumn and inner winter, inner autumn is when the egg has not been fertilized. It's going to start to signal the decay hormone progesterone. And the progesterone is signaling, hey, the egg has not been fertilized. Let's, let's release this cycle, let's release this blood and let's prepare the, the womb for the next cycle. And it looks like when the trees are 
losing the, the leaves, that's the same energy of what happens in our womb. It's like, okay, winter, winter is coming. Let's release the leaves. So it's the same. Okay, winter is coming. This, okay, let's release. Let's release the the blood. So during the inner autumn and winter, you're not gonna feel so so high in libido. Maybe you do, but you generally speaking, you're gonna feel a lot more. You know. Uh, high on on testosterone because we have a testosterone peak and testosterone happens when we ovulate in our inner summer and that's why we are fertile so when you know your windows of fertility and when you're gonna you're you're also gonna know that it is normal sometimes when you are in your inner autumn and you get a lot more in your head and you doubt yourself and when progesterone rises you start to feel pimples in your face or things like that right and then you don't feel as sexy, it's normal not to feel so high in libido. So that's the first thing I would say, right? To know where you're at in your cycle will also give you an understanding of your libido. And then that's now the juicy part, which is the different techniques. <laughs> so there is a, there is a technique like the yoni egg, for instance, that you can do. Uh, the yoni egg is an ancient practice and it's a crystal egg. You can imagine it as a crystal egg and there's different minerals. There is quartz, obsidian, jade. The traditional one is jade in ancient China. And this was a practice done in the, in the temples thousands of years ago. And this practice was only passed down through the emperor and the concubines and the, the women in the temple. And this practice was to enhance vitality and youth. And any woman that is connected and doing these practices, what happens is it enhances the pelvic floor muscles and it strengthens them. And that strengthening is like just going to the gym. That will help your sexual energy to be contained and to be recirculated because the womb is just like a chalice. So when the walls of the chalice are leaky, they are not strong, the, the energy leaves out. But when the walls are strong and you do regular yoniac practice, then you're going to start to see how you're able to contain more energy. And of course, as a byproduct, you're going to have a lot more libido. And if you are someone that cannot really experience an orgasm, which that happens, the yoniac practice helps you resensitize your nervous system down into your, into your yoni. So it's important to to know that the tissues around the the, um, the yoni, they, they are connective tissues. So the connective tissue stores emotions, right? And this is what we don't know as women that we have to do it regularly because these are tissues that store so much in reflexology. And I know you both know so much about this, right? Because we, there is a whole module inside of Music Versus Awakening about reflexology and, and all of this, but it's so real that we just need to breathe and bring back sensation in those areas. And you can do that through the yoniac. You can do that through a crystal wand. And I like to use crystal, as I said before, because vibrators are not natural and they're giving a, a, an extra stimulation. And what we want, and it desensitizes us. So what we want is to slow down and grab your crystal wand, take your time to enter. When you're ready, after 20, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whenever you're ready, half an hour, right? You, you, you prepare yourself and then you enter and then you do pressure point release and you go there and you breathe and you release and you feel. And that's why we say that it's not a matter of really chasing the orgasm, but it's a matter of connecting to the tissues again. And once you do that, sometimes you can have like, like full body energetic orgasms just by breathing. I have that. And then when you're so active, it just, ah, and you 
feel through the breath and using the breath and using those techniques, it can help you enhance and feel so vital and so sexually alive. And, and this, it's just not to feel pleasurable and pleasure, but also it has an effect in all areas of your life, your health, your vitality, how, how you relate with others, your mood, it, it is all intertwined. I've actually heard that they say that people that like practice tantric sex regularly don't age. <laughs> I know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> totally. Totally. Uh, I wanted to also like, thank you for that in-depth explanation on how to increase libido. Cause I love that it wasn't so much around actually like doing the act of like creating pleasure which most people would think but it's actually creating a relationship to your yoni and to yourself and not having like the expectation to orgasm rather just to resensitize just to feel so the yoni egg has been one of the most like life-changing practices i've ever added to my routine for sure and it's just really increased my relationship with my yoni as well so for those of you that don't know like a yoni egg is just like a little egg shape and you just kind of like you will do a routine get yourself warmed up again being mindful of when you allow the egg in and then you let the egg in but now it's like a communication with my yoni like so there'll be days where i'll want to do it and then i'll go yeah. to do it but then my yoni's like no and then even if I like, if I don't honor her and I do it, she'll like take it out within seconds. Like with like, she'll just like, you know, my vagina is a she, so she just puts it out. She's just like, no, I don't want this. So like, it's so, it's so wild now that like, I can really feel her boundaries and I can feel when she wants something. And when my mind is just making me think I need to do something because da, 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 da. So it's really, and I find that like the intuition actually lives in the body. This is something I teach in mystic, Pri uh, mystic priestess. Away. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is something I teach in multidimensional living. So this is something that I, when we teach about accessing intuition, I actually tell people to like drop in their body and i know that you teach like accessing that intuition through the womb as well so that's definitely something i incorporate in my work now because yeah you can really feel that power that comes from that place where it's like a fuck yes and then it's like a loan like a fuck no so the intuition really like communicates through the body and yeah so many of us have like disconnected from that area we don't even allow ourselves to connect to that area so i really love that like those tips really revolved around that and something i wanted to dive deeper into and i think like this will be our last question because <laughs> we've taken up so much of your time already and we'll be here forever so we're gonna have to do like a part two or something but i love it basically with like i was talking a bit about my experience and then i got emotional there and what i was trying to explain was that i have experienced a lot of like shame in my lineage within myself like sexual experiences myself that you know the like sexual trauma that came up from when i was a kid and then just like my boundaries being you know my boundaries being um overpowered by other people that i didn't allow right so a lot of that, a lot of the things that happened in my lineage, a lot of this, un, like not feeling safe in the masculine had led to a lot of shame around sex, right? And I didn't realize. And I, yeah, I never, I never did the work to actually like fix it. But yeah, I would be, I was in a long-term relationship. And as I said, like things would happen and I didn't know that like I had this shame there. And 
you know, I didn't know why, like under the surface of it all, I would, you know, cry sometimes after having sex with my loving partner who like, you know, so sweet and gentle and like none, you know, wasn't, and that's what I would shame myself with. Cause I'd be like, why do you even feel this way? Like you don't, you know, what that doesn't make sense till you can't put two and two together. But as you said, like your connective tissue stores memory, it stores that energy. So that's like the that's what was coming to the surface but i didn't even know how to like release it i didn't know like how to feel i didn't know like how to give myself what i wanted so there was a lot of shame around having sex my mum would also like because she's experienced so much like hurt with sex that she wanted to protect me from that so she would start like she would say things to me and as a kid was like she'd be like sex is bad sex is bad don't do sex like and make me think like sex was like the end of the world so I, there was all of this like programming around feeling so much shame about having sex and for a like another woman who's in the same position with this or man like how would you help them like what advice would you give to them to start like really nourishing their pleasure with themselves So what I would say is that, you know, if you have experienced any sort of sexual trauma, there is a dysregulation in your nervous system, right? So you don't feel safe. You don't know what a yes is and what a no is. And I myself have experienced situations with uh, sexual abuse as well. And for me, there was this distortion, right? And I feel like there is this distortion of not really knowing what is a yes, what is a no, and what, not really feeling safe within your own being to, to express yourself sexually, for instance, right? There is sometimes there is even shame and guilt. And really, especially as women, we tend to not, we tend to be, we want to be good girls. We want to be, uh, you know, the programming that we have received. We want to be in like, just like religion, all of like this sex is bad, sex is bad, right? So we all have been programmed with that. So when us as women, we need to, for instance, embody the sex goddess archetype and the seductress, the, se the circuit slot in your relationship, there's, they come, that, for instance, can bring, if you have had some sort of sexual trauma, that can bring a lot of emotions of like, no, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, right? Or like uh, really allowing yourself to fully be cracked open by your partner, being fully penetrated by the, your partner, right? In a loving relationship, you can only allow someone as deep as you feel safe. But if there is still stored emotions and trauma in your tissues, you cannot feel safe with them because it's going to feel contracted, even though they are the most loving person that exists. But there is stored emotions in the tissue. And that's why doing this, the armoring, taking off the emotional armor of your yoni or your lingam it can help you and sometimes if you are having intercourse with a partner you can you can actually end up crying and just to say to the partners hey if i ever cry it's just an emotional release there's nothing wrong it's not that right but it's uh, sometimes we don't really know about it and i feel like it can be so emotional for us because as women we store a lot in our womb space so i would say if you're a woman and you are and you have had some sort of trauma the most important thing again is connecting to yourself connecting to your body gently and knowing that your connection to your womb is intertwined to the connection to your throat because anatomically they are connected so the more we are in tune with what feels good the more we are able to speak our truth 
And there was a moment in our life, maybe in our childhood, when we were sexually abused, that we couldn't say, no, this is not okay, because we didn't have the authority, we didn't have the power. So that voice was silenced in that moment, that the same way there was a silencing in our womb space. There was a silencing that happened. So the moment that you start reconnecting to your womb and reconnecting to your voice, to your bold voice, and that has an impact also in business, in the way that you express in business or, or in your life, in your relationships, the way that you say, yes, that's okay, that's not okay, right? Boundaries. Everything is stemming onto this connection of, that you have with yourself, creating pleasure practices, taking it very slow, not searching the orgasm, just even just self-massaging with essential oils that already regulates the nervous system, tapping your yoni and having a conversation with your yoni, you know, like, and say, Hey, I know you experienced trauma, but I'm here. I'm here to, to listen to you. I'm here to honor your boundaries. And just as you were saying, sometimes you put the egg, your mind thinks, Oh, I'm going to do a yoni egg practice. And your body's like, no, 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 doll. <laughs> You're not <laughs> right. So, not ready. Um, <laughs> not ready. Not here. We're not here. Oh, I had <laughs> scheduled I had scheduled a yoniac practice doesn't work like that no. <laughs> right? so so it's a matter of finding what works for you but embodying going back to the body and taking it slowly and knowing that that trauma is for you there for you because your soul chose to experience it for whichever reason you didn't deserve to experience that but thanks to being sexually abused I learned so much and I know thanks to being with partners that were not in the highest integrity, I learned so much, right? Thanks to going through the darkness, we alchemize it into the light. So if that happened to you, it means that your soul needed to extract a lesson. So it's up to you to decide to move beyond that, feel it fully and take the care that your yoni deserves and then open in conversation with your loved one, with your partner and say, hey, I want to explore things deeper. I'm feeling that maybe there is a limitation. I'm not fully opening up. I feel like there is more to be explored. And then you dare to go deeper and deeper. Mm, I think that that's so powerful. Just reclaiming that power back and being like, well, I have a choice right now. I can alchemize this into light. And this doesn't have to be a part of my experience. And yeah, I can, I can learn from this, right? And I can be stronger. So I really love that. Thank you for that beautiful answer. And just thank you for your energy and your light today. Honestly, it was so much fun, like having this conversation. I didn't think it was going to get emotional, but it did. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been my pleasure. I love this conversation. And literally yesterday I had the last call of module six of mystic Princess awakening and this is happening today and i feel like there is so much synchronicity and like i feel so passionate about sharing this so thank you so much for having me and spreading the message and it's been my honor to be here so thank you no thank you anna you've honestly you're going to change the world with your work and you've already changed our lives so much so thank you mm. so much for coming on and just for everything you share and just like your beautiful ray of sunshine mm, if somebody if the listeners wanted to work with you, if they wanted to get a taste of your work, you know, join her program. She's got so many different little bits and pieces. So where could they find you uh, just so they could get more of you? Totally. Thank you. So they can find me on Instagram at Anna with one N underscore gasol, like gasoline. <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> and then uh, in there, you, you can find the link in my bio. I have a lot of free masterclasses. I have a masterclass that actually, if you want to dive a little bit more into pleasure, it can be very beneficial. It's called Pleasure Sovereignty. 
And that one, I give a little breakdown of all the topics that we've been talking about. Then I have my Mystic Princess Awakening course, and that's not going to happen until the summer or like late, early, early, early autumn time. So we, we shall see, but you can always reach out and be in the waiting list. And, you know, if you desire also to go on an extended payment plan and things like that, we can do that. And then there's also different kinds of courses that I run, but I would say for this topic, the one I would recommend is if you're desiring to go and do a journey with your Yoni Egg, I have a program that it is a two-week immersion that is called Radiance and it is the Yoni Egg program. I feel like that's a great place also to start, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't really know how to access and do this egg practice and that's self-based. So you can find it also in the link in my bio. And if you want to go and build your business with me, I have the Wompreneur Academy that's coming up now in March. And I also have my Temple Mastermind that is a space for women in business that are desiring the con- accountability to build their businesses from the lens of pleasure, the build the, the from the lens of ceremony and really embodying the higher self and bringing the womb as the forefront of your business. So those are the little spaces that you can find me. And I also have now a podcast, the Cosmic Wombs podcast. Oh, oh. Love <laughs> Which it. I had the beautiful Shule already and I'm going to be interviewing Nadia. So I'm, I'm super so excited. excited. Yes. So we're going to have like the continuation of this over on yes. the Cosmic Wombs podcast. <laughs> and everything that Anna mentioned is going to be linked in the description below. So you'll have that all linked if you're just like, oh, how do I, I don't know where to go still. <laughs> it's all linked in the description. Don't, don't stress. But love you so much, you beautiful soul. Thank you so much for this conversation and yeah just so appreciative of you and your time yeah thank you so thank much thank you thank you and thank you to everyone listening and go pleasure yourself as the queen and king that you are <laughs> love it <laughs> if you love today's episode please do not forget to rate and review in itunes or spotify if you would love to connect with us on a more intimate platform you can find us both on instagram at shuleozek and at Nadia Galley. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.